0: Welcome to our podcast I'm Mia
1: and I'm Vincent and this is our journey into the ethical non-monogamous lifestyle
0: and we hope you'll join us for the ride
1: we're on Instagram as room for more podcast
0: and also Twitter room for more one
1: and we're on fabswingers.com as room for more podcast
0: so please get in touch with us because we'd love to hear from anyone who wants to talk to us
1: Hi there, and welcome to the Room for More podcast. I'm Vincent.
0: And this is Mia. And this week, we're going to answer some questions um, that people have sent into us. And this is episode eight, by the way, because we forgot to mention that. At the start, yeah.
1: Yeah. But uh, yeah, so we we don't have a specific topic to cover this week. um, But what we did do was we've had so many messages on Fab and Instagram. uh, We gathered them together and we've kind of group most of them into um, about six uh, kind of major kind of topics and so we're going to talk about them. Some of them are questions, some of them are like recurring issues that we see on the forums so we're just going to discuss them from our point of view and we'd love to hear your feedback and what you think about them afterwards.
0: Yeah so the first question is somebody sent in, it was a couple of us sent in to us, we've come across an awful lot of time wasters uh, on Fab Swingers and wonder if it's the same for you guys. I think this is true for everyone on any lifestyle site.
1: Yeah, it is. And, you know, you see it in the forums all the time. You know, people posting up saying, you know, why are there so many time wasters in Fab? And, and people, you know, getting sick of it and, and leaving because they've, they've had their time wasted. And it's really frustrating and annoying.
0: It's very frustrating and it's happened to both of us, both as a couple and separately as well. I mentioned before about somebody who I was supposed to meet and they didn't turn up. um, And there are a lot of people who you get chatting to. And at first, when we first started um, on Fab Swingers, we didn't really have much of a sense of who was genuine maybe and who wasn't. And we did spend quite a lot of time talking to people who just wanted to chat to us Mm. and didn't actually want to meet.
1: Yeah. And if you remember our first our first ever meet that we were supposed to have, they flaked in us. They and did. We, and yeah. we, we got dead excited. And in fairness, they were they're a genuine couple and they do meet, but they just had a, a genuine reason not to meet that particular night.
0: Yeah. But for the for the people who are kind of frustrated at the time wasters on Fab, and there are many people who start chatting, to somebody and they find that um they're not interested maybe in sending them pictures mm. um, or they're not interested in giving any verifications they often won't have verifications actually they might be site verified sometimes but you can get around that by being site verified it means that um the admin people on the site uh, have seen a picture of you and have decided that you are genuine but there are ways around that so just because somebody is site verified it doesn't always mean that they are genuine Mm
1: -hmm. and they could have been a couple and then one person dropped out but they still have the profile and either the guy or the woman but more than likely the guy is still using that's
0: often the case we've come across that quite a lot i
1: suppose like there's two things maybe one is you know you do get a good sense if you chat to somebody for a little while as to who they are and you know whether they're genuine or not and whether you kind of click with them Um, Hmm. And often if I've been chatting to somebody like we, you know, had to cancel a meet on Tuesday um, and I've been chatting to the girl for quite a while. So she knows our situation. She knows that we're busy and we've got, you know, different things going on. And that particular night, there was a few other things, you know, cropped up. And I said, look, we just can't make it. Can, Can we do another night? And she was cool about it because we've built up that kind of understanding as to our lives and that they're busy and that kind of thing happens. Mm, but also, in our life as yeah, well. but
0: also, you know, if you swap pictures, um, say if you're on Kick, which we use, it's mm. the messaging app, and you can see that there are there's a live picture, you can take live pictures and you can see from that that somebody has sent you a live picture. Now, a lot of people understandably don't want to send a live Facebook or any kind of Facebook, um, and that's okay. But, you know, if you could get, ask them to please send, say, a picture of today's date written down on a piece of paper, Yeah. that will prove. And underneath it, you, you'll see that it's a live picture because it says camera mm. as opposed to a picture from the library. Um, so it's, a, it's an easy way to say, OK, look, I just want to check that you are genuine. Can you just write down a piece on a piece of paper, you know, today's date or something funny, whatever. And then, you know, they're genuine, you yeah. know.
1: But if they refuse to send any kind of picture, then... That's a, a big red flag. And Absolutely. I wouldn't go near them with a guard no, pole.
0: No. And more than likely, you'll find you go to the venue to meet them. They're not there. They make up some excuse. Their great aunt died. Their cat no. was run over um, and often you never hear from them again. Yeah. Yeah. So, and so in that case, what to do? Another question some few people sent in was what to do when people flake on you. And there's not much you can do. If you've gone to a venue and you've arranged to meet somebody for a coffee or for a drink or for actually a playmate, um, what can you do?
1: Yeah, no, I mean, you know, it, it happened to me a little while ago. Um, I was going to have a Tinder date and, um, and she flaked on me. And, you know, I just thought, fuck it, I'm going to have a kebab. I just you know, you, you just make the most of it and do something that's fun anyway. So so your
0: kebab was your treat.
1: I, I was in town and there's this really nice kebab place. They make the best lamb kebabs. And I just went in there and sat down, I had a kebab, checked out fab for a little while and then headed home and I was happy out. <laughs>
0: So, yeah, so don't get too down about it, basically. Yeah, have
1: a kebab instead.
0: Um, maybe not a kebab, um, but do something nice for yourself. Don't don't just get pissed off and frustrated because uh, doing that's not going to do you any good, go into the profile, block them is mm. what I would say. Just block them. Don't yeah. don't make a big deal out of it because it happens to everyone. And I know you f- you feel because it's happened to me and you feel kind of embarrassed, you feel kind of like Oh, God, I should have known, you yeah. know, and it's it's kind of embarrassing to admit that you were stood up or that you were flaked on or that the profile you've been chatting to is probably fake. That's it's embarrassing. Yeah, you and You don't. want. Bit... Yeah, you feel dumb. Yeah. Um, so don't feel dumb. Don't feel not, embarrassed.
1: Yeah. Like it's not personal. You know, often it's because the person either obviously had no intentions of of ever meeting. Or, you know, maybe they just completely freaked out and they're really nervous and they just couldn't go through with it.
0: Yeah. I mean, genuinely, some people do have genuine reasons, um, but you will know that you get that feeling. Um, There are a certain amount of people and mostly guys who are pick collectors. So they they collect pictures. So they get you if you're a woman, to send them pictures and they they like to have them as a kind of a wank library or whatever. Mm. Um, And so they have no intention of ever meeting you. They might be married, they might whatever. They might just not want to meet anyone. All they want to do is have kind of some sexy chat and collect some pictures for their own personal kind of pleasure. Um, And if you're into that and that's okay with you, that's okay. But I mean, if you really want to meet somebody, don't waste your time chatting to somebody like this, because at the end of the day, it's going to end up being very frustrating.
1: Yeah. Are, Are single guys worse? than anyone else on FAB. I, I feel like single guys get a hard time on FAB. So I'm kind of defending single guys here because I think, it, you know, it's hard enough for single guys anyway, you know, but um, for single guys, uh, you know, there was one woman I met recently uh, or a little while ago and she, you know, I asked her when we met for coffee, just out of interest, you know, why did you why did you decide to meet me? And she said it was because I was pretty sure that you would turn up, that you were uh, reliable. Um so I looked at your verifications and you and you obviously had quite a few as a single and then as a, as a couple. So that was one of the reasons why I bothered messaging you was because I was pretty sure that you would actually just show up.
0: Yeah. So obviously she had had a lot of experience yeah. of single guys not showing up.
1: Yeah. So I think for for single guys anyway, you know, if you have verifications, you know, um for for coffee meets.
0: Yeah, if I'm meeting some a single guy uh, on my own, on my singles profile, then I will never, ever, ever meet a single guy without verifications. Mm-hmm. And they would need to be a couple of verifications. We've talked about this before. Mm. So, yeah, maybe single guys are worse. Maybe they. But it's probably
1: but, just because there's more single guys. Yeah, probably. I yeah. I mean, if you look at the percentage, the, that's the probably. Sample, yeah. yeah. But, you know, we've had flaking, you know, f- you know, single women and couples as yeah, well. Yeah, we so have. So it's, it's not just the poor single guys are Fab.
0: Okay, so there's another question somebody sent in to us asking, do you guys have dating profiles on Tinder and how does that work? Um, Yeah, we do. We both have single profiles on Tinder. And for me personally, Mia, Mm. uh, it's not great. I don't find it um, as good as Fab Swingers. I think I prefer Fab Swingers because you get a sense of who somebody is from Maybe chatting to them a bit longer. People like to chat a bit longer. Also, you have the forums. And there's, um, the thing I like maybe about Fab Swingers more is there's a sense of community, which I quite like. Uh, with Tinder, it's very kind of left-right, you know, and that's it. You know, and you don't, there's pictures. And, and I like to read about somebody. So if somebody has a good bio and, and they're funny particularly, then I'll always pay more attention to mm. it. But I've only met like a couple of people from... Um, tinder whereas you've had much more success
1: yeah i mean uh, you know i agree with fab you know being a lot more uh, of a community and that's really nice and you know you can read the forums and get an ideas of what people are like but with fab you know i do find that for a guy you have to spend so much time and effort you know getting in touch with women and um th- there's just such an imbalance between women you know they have so much choice
0: yeah, that's true. Uh, you know, maybe so, that's why I like it. Yeah.
1: Well, I'm not surprised. Yeah. <laughs> but so for Tinder, I feel, I mean, it is very one dimensional and it, it's a really shit app. I, you know, it, it really it keeps isn't, crashing. It really isn't great at all. Yeah. But I do feel that it kind of equalizes it a little bit, the whole men, women thing. Um, and yeah, like I, I would probably have more success on Tinder, I guess, um, than I would have. Yeah. Fab even though we don't live in a very highly populated place you know I still and it's kind of like you know panning for gold you need to go through an awful <laughs> lot of sludge to get through to a few nuggets but when you get the nuggets I find that that they're really really good and yeah I mean I suppose it takes a little bit of time like on tinder I'm very open at the very at the start about being in an open relationship. And that's my situation. You know, it's not just a quick hookup I'm, I'm, I'm looking for. It. It's a little bit more than that. But um, it takes a little bit of time to kind of tell people about, you know, fab. And, you know, if you meet someone on fab, then obviously you're, you know, you're on the same page straight away. And, you know, so you don't need to go through that on fab. Everyone's looking for something. Exactly. That's yeah. Fine. Yeah. With Tinder, there's a little bit of, you know, conversion you know, needs to go on. But I actually quite like that. Mm. I like meeting women who, you know, typically are kind of 30s, you know, mid 30s, you know, 40s who are, you know, like there's typically three types of women I meet on Tinder. There's the typical kind of and I have to say they're Irish women who just, you know, immediately kind of block or unmatched straight away. And they say, you know, fine, not for me. And they're the ones who kind of are into GA, and they've got pictures of their kids and they've got pictures of cats and dogs and all kinds of shit. And I just, you know, fine, gone. Um, The second type are the ones who, if they knew where I lived, they'd hunt me down and they'd burn me out of the house. (laughs) Because they immediately think, you're such a bastard. You know, you're a poor wife. You're having affairs with all these different women. She's left home, no doubt, with the kiddies. And you're off riding every hole that you can get hold of. And it's like if you only fucking knew <laughs> that I'm on this because of my wife, but they, but but they won't believe that. And then there's the third type, and they do tend to be non-Irish women. I have to say, I, I've met some really nice Irish women on Tinder, but generally speaking, that kind of like three percent of women who are the nuggets for me on Tinder are <laughs> typically non-Irish. So, they're that's interesting. A lot of them are Polish uh, or Brazilian. Uh, Mexican and maybe um, they're just
0: a bit more open minded
1: French yeah they 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 certainly are, so whenever I mentioned the open relationship to them, they're like, yeah, whatever, you know, I've got friends who are in in open relationships or I know somebody or that doesn't bother me, you know, mm. so yeah, I mean, like there's two women that well, one that we flaked on on Tuesday, and you know the other the other woman that we had recently they were both you know tinder meets and they were immediately up for threesomes and yeah. more so well
0: yeah well and with me i have met um really uh two guys from tinder uh one guy who's irish and another guy who is brazilian i think um mm. and yeah they were they were fine it was fine you know they were both kind of single guys open minded another guy was a french guy i met him for a coffee and i was supposed to meet him um Yeah, that's a funny story. I was supposed to meet him to play for a play meet uh, at his house. Now, he was a French guy and he hadn't long moved into the area and he was uh, he had moved into this house in the country and he sent me directions to get to the house. He just dropped a pin on Google Maps. And so I followed the directions. Of course, I had updated uh, Google Maps on my phone just a few days before that. And there was some glitch, as it turned Mm. out, with Google Maps and, and the iPhone. And so it just couldn't seem to find it. It kept sending me off in strange places, strange directions. And I kept texting the guy saying, where is this? I can't find it. And he kept saying, I've just dropped you a pin on Google Maps. How can you not find it? He must have thought I was a complete imbecile. And so I stopped at petrol stations. I stopped post postmen. um, I stopped local people I saw on the roads (laughs) asking them had they ever heard of this place and none of them had Um, and I couldn't very well kind of say to them, well, I'm actually looking for this guy to fuck. (laughs) He's waiting for me. Um, and in the end, I was nearly in tears. I phoned you saying, yeah. I can't find this place. You phoned me in
1: tears. And, and saying, I, I can't like... find
0: something. I had got completely lost on these yeah. tiny little country roads in the middle of nowhere.
1: I mean, you know, and,
0: and just had no idea where I was. And he had no idea where I was. And he couldn't tell me how to get there because he didn't know the place any better than I did, really. Mm.
1: Yeah, I know, like you phoned me and he didn't know where he was because he was new to the area. You, you had no idea where you were. And it was just like I was at work. <laughs> it's just like
0: and I just needed to vent. Yeah. Um, so I eventually got home. But that was that. and And I haven't really met anybody from Tinder since, so Fab gen- generally is better for me than Tinder.
1: Yeah, and I can and I can see why. Um, but it is interesting, you know, the kind of, um, you know, how, you know, that kind of difference in Tinder I find between Irish women and and you know yeah sure and, and you know the different kind of cultural kind of differences and I guess hopefully you know you'd hope to see you know maybe a change in women's kind of sexual kind of confidence or um, you know their confidence in themselves actually as or as the generations change rather yeah you know? yeah sure Cause-
0: and and I mean for me it's funny because my tinder profile says very clearly that I'm in an open relationship Um, and I don't put any face pics up of myself because I really don't want to be identified. You know, we live in a small community. Mm. I don't want people to talk talking about me, you know, and Guys are more than happy to chat and to talk to me, not having seen a Facebook. And there's never, there was one guy maybe who was quite abusive, you know, very judgmental, but most guys don't really care.
1: Yeah, and, and you know, so for me, it's very different, you know, that kind of gender divide um, just kind of shows you what kind of repression still women have. I think about, so, yeah. About sex and about being able to express themselves sexually. And, feel that they can have sex and not feel guilty about it
0: and not feel judged yeah yeah it's um, the judgment i think in irish society that's that's really interesting and i think that's what represses a lot of women and men too it's not just women
1: yeah so that you know that prejudice is real and it's still very much a part of of irish society and i guess i'm just trying to do my bit for the irish women, (laughs) just trying to free them from that kind of repression Uh, Okay, so we have another one um, and it was from a guy who went to a club um, in the UK and he had a really horny experience there, but he was kind of somewhat bemused and a little bit kind of concerned because he didn't get hard while while he was there. And there's been a couple of of questions, um, or not questions, but just kind of people relating their experiences um, about you know about i suppose performance anxiety in general so we're going to talk a little bit about that and you know because it's a very real kind of issue obviously it's one of these you know taboo things that you know guys typically don't don't want to talk about um although it does pop up in the forums now and again as kind of erectile dysfunction and people Mm. taking viagra Mm -hmm. and so Mm -hmm. on but i've never actually really seen a thread that properly deals with it
0: no and it's interesting because i think most women will tell you um you know in the lifestyle that it happens
1: it happens a lot it happens
0: a lot i'd say maybe in 50 percent of cases Mm. it happens um and for women if it happens i I don't think it's a big deal you know Mm. if it's if it happens um in a place situation say it's happened to us that we were in a place situation Um, with another couple and you just couldn't get hard with her Mm. you just couldn't get hard with her yeah and and then um i played with you and you would get hard and then you know but it it, we didn't make a big deal and she didn't make a big deal out of it you know Mm. um so it's or maybe men take it to heart more than women do i think as a woman i think if, if you're in a relationship say with a guy and it happens consistently and he never gets hard when you touch him or something like that, mm. then, then that's one thing. But I think if it's in a situation like this where you're in a club and you're normally very horny, you normally get hard on, then it's just kind of performance anxiety, probably.
1: Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, yeah, like on the forums, a lot of the, the discussion I've seen around it has been about, you know, oh, you should go and see a doctor because it's a medical issue and blah, blah. And, you know, that might be the case. But typically here, it's not. It is performance anxiety about, you know, being able to get a hard on in a certain situation. And that's a really kind of complex psychological, you know, process that's going on in your head. And yeah, I, I don't know. I think it's important for guys to kind of try and figure out in those kind of situations why, why they don't get hard. Um, and, you know, try and kind of work through that. Because
0: it's very hard to do, though, like it's in this respect, women do have it easy because like if you're horny, you get wet if you're a woman. But, you know, if you're not, if you don't have a lot of (laughs) lubricant naturally, Mm. you can always use lube, you know, it's not a big deal.
1: Yeah, no, it's certainly easy for women to fake it.
0: Yeah. (laughs) You know,
1: and but at at the same time, you know, women get uh, performance anxiety every bit as much as men do. That's true, actually. And and that's something that's never mentioned on the forum. So I've met loads of women who have said that they get real anxiety uh, before, uh, let's say, play dates or parties or whatever. Uh, And then when they're actually having sex, they they're really self-conscious about themselves. They can't relax. And for them, that that then manifests itself in not being able to to, to, to come, you know, um, and then they may well come the next day when they've chilled out a bit and they're having nice kind of flashbacks. Mm-hmm. So for them, they do have. So I guess the point is that everyone has performance anxiety. It just, yeah, it of just course. manifests itself in different ways. Um, and, you know, we were talking in the last kind of bit about what kind of repression, you know, females get in society. And this mm-hmm. is a different type of maybe not repression, but pressure that that men get. Um, I think in society, because, it's the
0: pressure to be hard.
1: Well, it's the pressure to not show any weakness. And, okay. and for men, you know, they always need to project this image or they're under pressure to project this image of being strong and infallible and having no vulnerabilities, I guess. Mm. Um, and if they have any vulnerabilities then that's seen as being a real negative. So for a guy not to get hard, That's a real weakness to show. And it's the last thing a guy wants to show, particularly in front of other guys, is that you're weak.
0: Yeah, and I guess this is why, like in the lifestyle, Viagra and, you know, pills like Viagra are are very common, I would imagine, uh, in clubs and at parties. I don't know, but I I I'm pretty sure that most guys would take them before they go to a club. But they don't work. This is the thing about them. They don't work unless you are horny in the first place. Yeah.
1: So like I've taken Viagra, Mm. you know, we went to a party and Mm -hmm. I took took, uh, Viagra and I thought my cock was going to fucking explode (laughs) because like I was horny and it was hard for almost 12 hours. Like Mm. I was it was a really good party and I was horny the whole time. And then when we got back to the hotel, I was still horny. I fucking Mm. woke up the next morning Mm. and the sheets were still tented over me. Um, So it definitely does work if you're horny.
0: But there are kind of drawbacks with Viagra that Mm. some um, guys will tell you that you get blinding headaches um, and also that you get an incredible hard on the next day, which might not be appropriate if you're working or if you're in a situation, for example, I don't know, you're at the swimming pool
1: or something. Yeah, yeah. No, I think, well, I I think you need to be careful how much you take. I think some guys overdose and they take too much just to overcompensate. Um, And, you know, and it's important, I think, if you do, not to become over-reliant on it and to make sure that when you're in kind of safe, maybe, situations or situations where you don't feel under pressure, that you're not taking it there. So with your partner, with your wife or whoever, that you normally have sex with, you know, as long as you're not taking it there, then I think psychologically you're not forming a dependency on it. So, no. you know, I'd, I'd certainly be careful with that. But like generally, I think guys should be open about their vulnerabilities and they should. Absolutely. And, and they should try and figure out, you know, what's going on in their heads, because, you know, not getting hard on for a guy is fucking horrendous. Like, it, you know, exactly. it, it's happened to me, like, you know, I think maybe twice. Mm. And it is really, really bad. And, you know, And you just, feel shit, do you? You feel like you've been kicked in the stomach. No. And you just feel terrible. Um, because it's your, you know, like, you know, single guys, especially get a hard time about having dick pics. But at the same time, guys have dicks. And that's <laughs> that's what we have to bring to the party. So if your dick isn't working, then you're fucking redundant. You might as well go home. And that's how you feel.
0: But you have mouths yeah, and I, fingers.
1: Yeah, I know. But the dick is where it's at. And <laughs> there's no getting around that. And if it's not working, then a, a guy right or wrong does feel like I'm not, I'm not the full kind of package here and and it's a real kind of psychological thing so if it's happened to you once then you get this little voice in your head saying the next time oh this might happen again and then you have this other voice in your head going shut up it's not going to happen again (laughs) and then the other voice goes it fucking is. Look at your cock. It's getting soft again. And, it and you know, I'm sure lots of guys will resonate with that because yeah. it, sex and, you know, getting horny and all of that is such a psychological thing. And
0: yeah, it, it is for women, though, as well. Like it, the whole, you know, I think for me, you know, getting horny, um, being turned on and it, it is physical, of course. But mm. I mean, a lot of it is very psychological. It, it's so much in your mind. Um, And for me, and I can understand a lot of women who feel they can't orgasm if they're in certain situations because they're not relaxed enough. For me, that's not a problem because I come very easily. But at the same time, you know, I can understand where they're coming from because, you know, I I have to go kind of inside myself, deep inside my mind. You know, Mm. if I'm in a certain situation, that I'm not just completely relaxed at, you know, then it is a case of shutting everything else out.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Like, you know, you need to be able to relax and just, you know, kind of go with the flow Mm. and just, you know, allow yourself to just, you know, dissolve into it. And then it's then it's great, you know. Yeah, it flows. But, you know, I think it's worth saying as well um, that Fab is a really challenging place, you know, it's it's very difficult. You know, it, it can be very challenging psychologically for people. You know, because you get rejections if you're flaked on, you know, you can get stood up, you know, mm-hmm. for a single guy. You could go to a meet and not be able to get hard, and then you go home and you feel shit. At least for me as a couple, I can go home to you and you'll say, ah, oh, honey, you've got the best company in the world. Come here to me <laughs> and I'll feel great again. You know, but again, single guys have a tough, you know, I think it's important for them not to feel shit you know because it happens to everybody and it's not a big deal okay. so just to kind of finish that off the guy who sent that uh, comment in did say in his message that um he felt like he needed to be touched at the club so it was all very visual and he was watching a lot of horny stuff but he wasn't getting hard and he said, you know, that's interesting. He felt it? like, he, you know, he needed to be touched. So and he
0: was craving the intimacy. Exactly. Yeah.
1: And I think mm-hmm. a lot of the times that's what people actually need. You know, you can go to a sexy club and see sexy women. But ultimately, you know, sex is a psychological thing. It needs to touch you somewhere mm. psychologically. Mm. And not just physically, you know, so I think sometimes that's that's actually what people need.
0: For me, I love the intimacy. I do. I like I haven't been to a club. I like parties um, and I like threesomes and all the rest of it. Intimacy. So it it really, really turns me on being intimate with somebody. And so, yeah, I think intimacy is really important Mm. um, for everyone in the lifestyle. and just everyone anyway yeah um like for me intimacy is very much a part of what turns me on sexually um intimacy doesn't necessarily mean that you're going to fall in love with someone Uh. intimacy can be a kiss it can be sharing secrets it can be um just you know it's if you if you think about kind of the conversations you might have with your friends for example with me i i'm very intimate with some of my friends and mm tell them all sorts of things i wouldn't tell anyone else so it's intimacy is is not really about sex it's nearly about trust i think
1: mm. yeah it's about kind of opening yourself up a absolutely little
0: bit. yeah it is about opening yourself up so mm-hmm. you you are trusting someone um when you're intimate with them whether it's sexually or otherwise yeah
1: so i think for for guys as well they find that really difficult to do they find it very difficult to be open and to be To kind of engage that more kind of intimate side of themselves, partly because, you know, they maybe see that as being a weakness uh, because they're supposed to be this kind of strong male, you know, that doesn't have feelings, you know. So I would say to guys, you know, get in touch with your vulnerable, intimate side and, you know, you'll find that that works for you and it'll help you really engage with your sexual side and you'll find that women will respond to that much much more
0: absolutely because i love men that are like that i like men who can tell me you know what their weaknesses are and you know are quite accepting of that because that's how you should be everybody has strengths and weaknesses and you shouldn't be afraid to kind of talk about them and um be open about them that's kind of nearly what is attractive about people it's not as you know, when you are intimate with someone, you know, you see their flaws as much as everything else. And it's what kind of makes them attractive.
1: Yeah. And then you'll f- figure out that you don't actually need to show your dick pic. Um, <laughs> you can show a picture of your ass or something else.
0: <laughs> yeah, maybe.
1: The dick will come afterwards.
0: Okay, so another question we so had. So talking
1: about dicks.
0: Yeah, another question we had was, have you guys had an M-M-M-F? So that's three guys and a woman. Mm-hmm. And we haven't, but it's something I really, really want to do.
1: Yeah, and it's not too far off the horizon.
0: We're hoping, we're planning, kind of semi-planning for it. But we can't say that because then we'll jinx it. So uh, my ideal situation for an MMMF would be three bi guys and me. Mm. Um, I don't know why, I just, I get very turned on by seeing guys together, um, sexy guys together, and having three guys and me um, that would just
1: was... blow your rocks off completely. Yeah, it would. We were in bed yesterday morning, and we were having cuddle, and we were fantasizing about this. And Jesus, yeah,
0: it just turned into a complete fantasy of oh, it was just wild.
1: What would what would happen, and who would be sucking who, and
0: and the various positions you can get into with three guys and me um they're just there's a lot of them there's a lot
1: of them and we went through quite a few of them yesterday we it, didn't we? <laughs> yeah and sometimes that can be like i'm sure if we did have it it would be great but it's the fantasizing about it before that is is part of the fun it really is it? because
0: again you know it's getting into your mind and it is of course psychological so you know you're thinking about it you're imagining what it's like you're going through all the different positions uh in your head, and that just is such a turn on for mm. me. So but I mean, I really do want to do the real thing.
1: I know. Yeah. You were so wowed when I came inside you finally. <laughs> Jesus.
0: Um, yeah. So that's definitely on the cards. It's some yeah, stage in and the future. We
1: will definitely do a podcast about it.
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah, definitely. Because it's 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 really difficult to do. Um, I know a few women who've tried to organize it now. It's not really a gangbang because I think a gangbang is something different. Mm. Um, and I wouldn't be into a gangbang myself personally again maybe it's not intimate enough for me I yeah. i'm not sure but an uh an ordinary mmf would be fine but it's the bi side of that that really turns me on
1: yeah that's like the holy grail for a lot of women
0: it really is like i know a lot of women who really want to have a bi mmf and they just can't get the guys they find it very difficult to get The guys, again, they've flaked on them or they've let them down, you know, Mm. at the last minute. Um, So they find it very, very difficult to organise. And it is it's a big fantasy for a lot of women.
1: It is. And why not? (laughs) The guys are cool. Okay, so the last one.
0: The last one is about shaving and waxing and body hair.
1: Yeah. And people's perception of it. Um, So, yeah, no, we had... um, We had a comment came in and it was really well written uh, message, you know, talking about body hair and how it's kind of changed through the ages, how it used to be, you know, um, a sign of masculinity and virility. and, And femininity for women. Yeah.
0: Because if you look at any kind of old pictures of naked women, say from the 50s, the 30s, there are certainly some from the 30s and onwards, up until the late 70s or early 80s, uh, the women were all hairy. Mm. They had armpit hair. They had, um, you know, a full bush, basically, of yeah. pubic hair. Um, and
1: a couple had a mustache as well.
0: Yeah. No, they didn't. <laughs> <laughs> um, so like it was it was acceptable. It was a
1: well, it was a signal that the woman was ready to have sex.
0: Yeah, I suppose if you look at it like that, when it, when a girl goes into puberty and she, you know, becomes a woman, you grow body hair under your armpits and and, and,
1: and, and hair also. Um, there's something about hair and and scent as well. Does the when you sweat, does the hair not help capture? I think so. Scent yeah, and that you know because scent is such an important thing in attracting somebody. And we've always said that we're totally attracted to someone whose whose body scent is attractive to us you know, Absolutely. Or, or turns us on.
0: Yeah, and, and we're not talking about perfume or deodorant yeah. or anything. No, no,
1: this is your own Your sound. own
0: natural smell, yeah. yeah.
1: And hair, you know, uh, pubic hair, whether it's under your arms or wherever, you know, captures that mm. scent. I mean, you love smelling my balls. I do. Especially when they're hairy. And I do. they don't smell when I shave them.
0: No, they don't, actually. And I have a thing for the smell of balls, I do. Yeah. <laughs> and I love this, uh, the smell of balls. Yeah, and I suppose personally... I wouldn't really have been a big advocate of shaving or waxing much. I spent all my twenties and thirties completely hirsute okay. i wasn't I'm not a hairy person anyway I don't have much body hair i'm I'm quite light um skinned and light haired um, but I didn't shave my armpits. I suppose I went through a phase of about 15 years not shaving my armpits, and certainly didn't wax or, or shave my pubes. Mm. Um, I did shave my legs though, because.
1: But you don't have many hairs on your legs. Really. I don't.
0: I don't have a hair legs either, but I did, I did used to shave my legs. So it wasn't really until kind of we got into fab a few years ago that I noticed um, that women mostly are hairless, completely hairless. Mm-hmm. Because I don't generally watch porn, it's it. I certainly it, porn never turned me on, so I wasn't. Um, it wasn't like I was paying attention to what the fashion was and and porn Pornhub, but I was kind of surprised at how little hair women had on their bodies, and I was even more surprised at men, mm. um, and the amount of shaving and waxing that men have to do.
1: Yeah, it's it's just it's just the fashion at the moment, I guess, and it's mm. it, it's not one that I like at all. Like I like. I like women who have who have hair mm-hmm. um, and you know if a woman's pussy is completely shaved I find it a little bit weird looking I have to say so <laughs> I I prefer I prefer some hair I have to say
0: yeah so um, do I. I I prefer hairy guys like and, generally
1: and for me like I grew up in an era where Sean Connery was my idol and you know
0: And he was so hot, like, oh, my God, like. Yeah. And I
1: just, you know, I still have images of him kind of lying in bed with pussy galore, you know, draped across him. But he's this big kind of hairy chest.
0: Yeah, this rug.
1: And I just thought, I fucking want that.
0: Yeah, you had. And and I got
1: it, you know. (laughs) Lucky me, I've got the genes for it, you know. But for me, that was the epitome of masculinity was that broad, hairy chest. Mm. And that was what defined a guy. Mm um
0: now some women don't like it there are definitely yeah. women that don't find um body hair on men or women um attractive and i guess there are guys like that as well personally speaking i like guys that have kind of a bit some hair, hair. Yeah. some hair yeah. yeah and it's natural like it you is know, like people should have some hair if they want to if they prefer to wax it all off or, or shave it off you know i don't judge them for it whatever you know but you know it's not a big deal for me yeah um,
1: and it's interesting because, you know, I'm chatting to um, a couple of fans who are in the gay community, um, a particular uh, uh, gay couple. And they, they said to me that um, hair is very fashionable at the moment for gay guys.
0: That's really interesting. Which
1: is which is kind of interesting, you know.
0: Yeah, that's really, really interesting. Um,
1: and partly maybe why they like my chest so much. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so I think that wraps up um, this episode we've answered quite a few questions and gone off on different tangents as usual
1: yeah um, me especially i guess um, but yeah hopefully that's been somewhat kind of interesting yeah no people. it's really I nice
0: just... i have to say i love reading people's comments and questions that come in and they do make us think about things that we haven't had a chance to explore before and you know it really gets us talking about various aspects like the performance anxiety question mm. um, we really had to think about that and talk about it and discuss it from a woman's viewpoint and you discussed it from a male viewpoint, um, you know, before we actually yeah. came here to record the podcast. Um, so it's really, really interesting when you get feedback like that from different people, because mm. it really makes you you know, pay attention to things maybe you might have missed.
1: Yeah, yeah. And actually, you know, we were talking you know, a little while ago that the whole podcast series has actually been great for us Absolutely. because it's, it's made us go back over all of those experiences and talk about them again and understand the experiences again and understand ourselves all over again Mm. with maybe more of an experienced eye in it this time yeah it's always good and looking
0: at things in retrospect yeah
1: and it's brought us you know really close yeah not that we weren't close already. But yeah it, but it has it's, it's true it's been really nice so, so it's been... thank you to
0: everyone who makes an effort who listens uh who sends us little comments or even a questions or whatever it is it's it's really nice like it's lovely it, yeah. i personally love it
1: and we do try and respond to everybody um but if there's anyone that I forgot to or I didn't have time or whatever Um, I did read it and I did appreciate it and I do always you know we do always chat about the comments often we sit in bed and I scroll through the comments and we we chat about them
0: I do the social media side of it yeah
1: so it's really nice yeah
0: it absolutely is Um, and I think that concludes
1: we've gone off on another little tangent but I think we're pretty much done yeah we are (laughs) (laughs) cool so we will talk to you Pretty soon about our next topic which is yet to be decided, but we'll come up with something pretty
0: soon. <laughs> Thanks a million for listening.